Golight presents the Talking Bollocks Podcast. The hip knocker. Boom! Episode 49 of the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Go Loud. Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts and international podcasts, radio stations and where you get your music in Ireland. This has been recorded exclusively in the Go Loud studios. Shout out to Johnny, the head videographer. And this week, it's me, C.O.B. It's me, Terry Flower. Me, Mickey C. Mickey C. <laughs> the Mickey C. Bell in the nip. Right. How are you, Mick? All oh, good, lads. All good. Yeah, all good. Keeping yeah. busy, bro. Busy as it can be. Yeah. Turn the way back at it. Yeah, legend of a man. Right, before we get down to business, let's right. get down to business. So, shout out to this week's sponsor, JJ Darboven, based out in Dunleary. The lads at the sun is out with, I think, enough coffee for the year, to be honest with you. Uh, we have one of these each. And Mick, this is for you, so don't say we haven't gave you a hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll do coffee machine all at home. <laughs> you have to have a coffee machine. You can't be a world champion and not have a coffee nah, machine. Coffee every day. Every day. Yeah. Now, shout out to the lads. Uh, they're based out in Dunleary. So when you drop into them, let them know that the lads sent you and give them a show. Legends, right. That's that boxed off, yeah? Boxed off, right. Let's get down to business business. Right, Mick, we do a segment in the podcast called Zingers. Do you listen to the podcast? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. What do you think of them? The Zingers. The... Was it Puffs one? What do you mean? What do you, what call, do you it? call it? Curves. It's not called Curves. It's not called Puffs. It's called Cribby. Cribby? Cribby? C-R-I-B-B-Y. Cribby? Yeah. What's that? Why is it called Cribby? It's always been called that. Just There's no even reason behind it. It's just Cribby. Cribs, whatever you want to call it. Cribs, so Cribby. Absolutely. Right. Right, last week's singers, Mick, yeah? Is it a jockeyback or a piggyback? Piggyback. Piggyback? Do you know what? I thought that piggyback would do better than this one. Yeah. But jockeyback 70%, piggyback 30% of people, yeah? Make that job over 10,000 votes on that <laughs> Dubs and culties. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mick, see when you have a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you fall yeah, yeah. the tissue box? It's it's do you fall the it's tissue? Fold. It's fold. Right, yeah, right. 100%. Because he's a grown a man. Grown yeah, ass man. Yeah, I know we need yeah. to grow up. Mick, I want to be you when I grow up. But... Uh, <laughs> 79% fault the tissue, 20, 21% a lot of people. I, I want to call people out. There's people text us saying that they wrapped the tissue around the hand. Ooh, that's, that's a risky that's, game. Oh, that's you a slip a finger in there. Yeah, you're in trouble then. Yeah, you hope to wash their hands off yeah. there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 21%, yes, I screw you. And then when you drink gargling mouthwash, when you take a shop your mouthwash, you drink from the bottle of the lid. When you're a kid, you drink from the lid. When you're older... You go straight in the bottle? Straight in the bottle. Yeah. But there's a measurement on the lids, ah, no? What age are you like? You know what I mean? All oh, right. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> grand. But uh, this was close. This is the close one we've had in a few weeks. 52% drink from the lid, 48% drink from the bottle. That's close, Mick, no? Killer. That's a close one. Right. I actually don't have a zinger for this week. I have a zinger, but I know you're going to take it and I can't think of it. I have one and I didn't know whether not to say it or not because Mick is here, but <laughs> sure, look, we'll, we'll put... Uh, That's the one. I don't yeah. have a zinger then. But go on. Mick, we didn't know how to say this without, do you know what I mean, getting into it. I don't even know I'm butchering this as it is, but you know the game Bash the Letter? Have you ever heard of this game? No. So when you were a kid, you'd have like two teams, say you'd have four on one team, four on the other, and everybody would get a letter to spell out a word mm -hmm. and then they'd all go run away and... All the rest, you have to catch them. You never heard of it? No. Never heard of that? Not played out up the north? 
Ik ga het spelen. Joey is wel ook wel even niet nog. Nou, een education betreed de poes. But anyway, so we call the bachelor, but a lot of people what hexen are saying that's not what it's called. It's actually called IRA. IRA behind, yeah. That's what people are calling it. That's what. I said they've all all fucking weeks that people ask us to say this. Mick Conlon happens to be on in a Celtic jersey. Is it going to get me in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing is, IRA is a bachelor letter, right? That's the same. Like, oh, beat the letter. Beat the letter. Yeah, oh, that's the game. Beat the letter. I wouldn't call it RA beatings, no. <laughs> I don't say you know what the game is beat now. The, beat the letter, yes, I know. I understand. But what did you what he's called? Bash, bash. Nah, beat the letter. Yeah. Beat the letter, Bait the letter, show you all right, though. That's right. Well, that'll be the thing. Bait the letter. Oh, IRA means. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Right. That's the that. thing I don't like. Right. Leave what they don't have to make on. Sorry, bro. Do I have? Do I have to give one here? Like, so I've only thought of us today coming down. Oh. And it was because of your one last week talking about the the scrunch when you're having a shade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 do you wipe your arse? Sitting down, or they wipe your arse? Ah, Nick, we done it. Ah. It was done already, bro. Which episode was it? Keepers, Will I wait? Could have been. It was that one then. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a good one. Stand up. You stand up, yeah. I don't sit down. There's women sit down. Yeah, I stand up as well. Stand up, arch your back. That's childish. That's very childish. Women sit down. Women sit down. No, you don't. You put it back. You don't put it front. You go back. You hit Keisha. Why are you wiping front to back? No, I wouldn't do that. Oh, back to front. Whatever. You're pulling up towards you. Shitey balls. For fuck's sake, Mick. Stand up, so is that me? But yeah, no, that one was done You want to squat over the toilet and all. What's the story? Yeah, just arch the but they're very hard, mate. And we only realise, so what we on 39 episodes yeah. now? We've had to do on over 100 zingers. Oh, he's got them all, basically. Oh, man. He's completed them. What? Yeah, basically. Nick, and or, Nick or Ali does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Did we yeah. do this already? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Nike, JD, what's up? Yeah. Any chance? Lifestyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know Champion. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Mick. Mick got us uh, decked out this week in uh, Champion. Yeah. Parents <laughs> didn't get the memo. So, uh, <laughs> Nike or Adidas, yeah? We're going with that, so. That's we're, not a bad thing, yeah. We're going Nike all day. Yeah. Adidas yeah. has gone downhill the last few years. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. 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 You agree? I agree. Yeah. Right. So I don't have a zinger this week. Any suggestions? So we'll, we'll take that. We'll yeah. take we'll Rob Mix one. Right, we'll, yeah, so, we'll whip that one on the Mick fella. He's saying nothing. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so something that people want us to touch on, yeah. Uh, what happened over the weekend. So this weekend was actually would have been the weekend the electric picnic was on. Mm-hmm. But obviously they didn't get the go-ahead. And Leo Bradkin went over to London instead for a festival. What do you think of that, Terence? <laughs> It's a slap in the face, isn't it? Really, for the Irish people, it is, boys. All the Irish but, people, the, the whole nation, it's a slap in the face. You yeah. know I mean? Someone saying this, do this, do that. Follow, follow what I what I say instead of what I do. It's disgraceful. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, we don't know, boys. Yeah, fuck him. I've seen a lot of people before. saying, like, oh, he's entitled to live his life and his privacy and all, but there was people getting shamed for going away. And yeah. I remember when there was people, like, queuing up outside hardware shops to, to, to do a video and everybody... Uh, when they opened up South William Street just around the corner make people were out drinking on the street and your man Tony Hulham was saying oh this is disgraceful people out drinking on the street and then there's Radka going away he won't let a festival happen in the country and there he is over at a festival himself picking a winner 
Yeah, give me a shout. Leo, buzz on to the boys there. We'll sort you out. Episode 40, Leo Varadkar. Bring a singer. Love it. He 100 calls the curbs as well. Yes, he does. And the cinema, what do you call it? The cinema, the pictures. Pictures. Do you piss in the shower? Pictures. Yeah, all right. Do you piss in the shower? He doesn't. Yes, Mick's one of the boys. 100%. 100%. You have to say one or cement on this podcast, not 100%. One or cement. One or cement. One or cement. One or cement. That's <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So since Mick walked in, Calvin just keeps doing impressions of him and it's hilarious. And it's so bad. Like, no, listen, oh, hang no, on for a minute. What, whose podcast was that again? Uh, Dylan Morans. Dylan yeah, Morans. it was fucking terrible. No, I, I was panicked. Actually, I was embarrassed. Mm. Embarrassed. I think Calvin he sounds more like he's from Belfast than you nah. do. He does. Sounds like Calvin, deal with that. He calls you from the north. I panicked, bro. Yeah, that's what happened when I was telling the story. I panicked. I didn't know I was going to do the impression. Can we can we get it up? No, we can't get it up. Don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> worry about it. We're not at Joe Rogan's stage yet. We'll get, we'll get this impression up, though. Do you remember that time in the Olympics and you got ripped off yeah. and you went up in front of RTE? Yeah. What way did it go? It went like this. Amateur boxing stinks. It's rotten from the court to the very top. Aiba, I'll never box for Aiba again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the one thing about him. Like, you are good at remembering things because... I watched the one where you were singing the kids' songs. Yeah. And you remembered every fucking word. I was like, yeah. That was come on. Fair for, for play. Like, yeah. I mean, play. This is what happens when you watch this stuff on repeat, man. I have a six-year-old I, I, daughter. I have, I have a six-year-old daughter and a, a three-year-old son. And for a while, I was like that. But then, I said, fuck it. I'm not watching them more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what happens. And I only seen the, because it was the five-year anniversary of that about two weeks ago. Right. So it popped up again. Oh. And I seen it. And then you are kind of coming on as well. I was like, ah, oh, that's that's good crack, that is. Yeah. I remember walking. So BBC were meant to be first. Yeah. BBC seen me coming and my face was obviously fuming. I wanted to stand there and give them the fingers. BBC just went, we're not taking them. No, no chance. RT were just like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. I was like, bang, sweet. So, and then it's going to go off on it here. I remember when I done it, I sh- like after I was like, I fucked up here. Yeah, no one's gonna want to come near me. I look like I look probably like a bad loser or something, but I know what's happened. I know there was fucking there's more to it, more to it. And I was like, I've I probably messed up here, and then bang on Twitter, see what's happening. It's like, all right, here, I'll just run with this. Text Putin. Yeah, what's the story? And here, right? <laughs> he called Vladimir Putin out on Twitter. Who did you did this mad cunt? Oh, God, did you? Brave man. Text him something like, Hey, bro, how much did you pay them? Um. And I mean, after that, I was like, I've definitely fucked an eye because if I see any Russians, they're probably just going to beat the shit out of me or like I'm going to get injected like with some... Well, some Russian already beat the shit out of me. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Scumbags, huh? He's fucking slaughtered. This is a slaughter job. Come down, he's constantly the piss out of my ex and stuff. Fucking inner city wankers, huh? <laughs> you sent me up uh, on that one. No, 100%. No, 100%. On. Yeah, do you think you benefited from that? From 100%. The no, yeah. Since even I had a one goal, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now. I'm in a way better position than I reckon? 100%. 100%. See, the gold medalists who have boxed in the Olympics, they've been on my undercards already. Right. Yeah. I haven't been on any of their cards. Right. You know what I mean? So it just shows, like, see, 
that made me like known all around the world quicker than when the gold medal was. Like if you look like in some of the gold medals now, you don't really know who they are. Mm. But the fact that I was out screaming and shouting on and the saying on every and here I was shown everywhere, mm. everywhere. I went from like something like fifteen thousand followers to like two hundred thousand and like bang like that. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So I think with that, I think I think I was the highest saying on out, out of all the Olympians, you know, the the best pair of the autumn, and and I put it down to you know going the fuck you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing. It's marketable, know what I mean? People, yeah. people, people can 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 resonate with it, you know well, what I mean? People, it was pure passion, and, that, and that's why because when you watch a lot of these Olympic interviews, most people. Are scripted. Uh, uh, media trained. Now, even when I I was media trained, I've done all the media training. Like, mm. But like, you see, like someone losing the Olympics and they go, oh, well, I didn't perform today and, you know, I may as well, like, go, I have to go back to the drawing board and, you know, who knows where it goes from here. I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm, mm. I'm like, I had the wee PR woman. That's why I say during the interview, no one says to me, you're cursing on TV, but that's why I say mm. during the interview, that's I don't go, give a fuck yeah. if I'm cursing on TV because she yeah. was like, at her. Yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't look there. I don't give a fuck about cursing on TV. So I went, I went for yeah. it. So, but what you want to do on the as well is uh, I bar out the Olympics now and it's back to the IOC who yeah. judge it. So, in a way, like that is you're at the change and all that. Uh, 100% that changed Olympic boxing. Yeah. I know. I know. For the I better. Have, oh, for the better. Right? But how long does that last? You know, they will be back. They still run the amateur boxing, you see. Yeah. So they'll be back. And, you know, you know this Olympics, it was good. But who who's to say the next one won't be yeah. you know the same? I don't know, but I hope it changes. I hope it's changed forever. I hope I hope it is. But it's it's happened forever. Look at Roy Jones, Floyd Mayweather. It's it's happened there. Yeah. It's ha- it's been happening for years. It'll change for a while and then it'll go back to what it was. And I mean, yeah. mo- money talks. Yeah. Well, you're gonna turn yeah. over after, anyways. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No, he said he'd never box amateur yeah, again. Yeah, Bastards, yeah, like, yeah. they they were just trying to stick me as well after as well because. I was betting on the Olympics, but you're not allowed to bet yeah. on the Olympics while you're in the Olympics. <laughs> I kind of knew it, but I didn't know it at the same time. I wasn't betting on my own fights or anything. I was betting in my weight class and stuff. After anybody, I got a call. You got to report to the IOC um, meeting. I went in. I beat me big desks. All of them standing, sitting in front of me. Iba and everything there. And they got like a proper board meeting, all like things. And all you've violated Olympic rules and all this. Paddy Parr. Like still, ban- I'm banned for life, and it was them. Well, thank I, God, I, fuck all. I, 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 I think it was them. I think it was them uh, that obviously notified it. You know what I mean? So they've they they got me banned for life from their from their site, which probably got a bit like, but mm. anyway. but um, they they kind of tried to publicly embarrass me with that after. Yeah, yeah, putting it, that, putting yeah. it out there and all that. Do you reckon because you called them out there? Hundred percent. The family ten thousand. This is never paying that in my life. Mm. <laughs> what are you going to do and not let you back in the Olympics alright no problem see you yeah. after <laughs> Good uh, ripped yeah, phone on airplane mode 100% right have we had to jump <laughs> yeah we jumped in the deep end where we should have started earlier and went from there keep swinging it work away yeah right so we go back to the start Mick yeah yep. tell us a bit about yourself so what's your name where you come from and we go from there so inner city Belfast you know what I mean I'm Michael Conlon from Belfast West Belfast and uh yeah that's, yeah. that's me. Yeah, how old are you? 29. 20, uh, 29. 30, <laughs> 30-ish year. 30-ish year. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was life like growing up? I was sound. Um, grew up in the working class area. You know, uh, like you would see, you know, like obviously 
being from the South, you didn't see the kind of what it was like in the North back then. When I remember when I was a kid, you would see British soldiers walking the streets, you yeah. know what I mean? And with their guns, with their rifles, doing the, the foot patrols and streets. What you see now when you watch the TV and you see Afghanistan and stuff, mm. and you see them with patrolling and stuff? That was Belfast back in the day. Um, but nah, I had a good upbringing, um, a good family. My, my dad, um, three brothers, and my mom, and dad's still together now. So, um, yeah, we were just a, a small family in, in Cavendish Street, West Belfast, but good upbringing, kind of probably jumping a bit ahead, but like when I came to like the teenage years, I always boxed that box from like it was seven, Target in the box and was my two older brothers went to the box and was going to jump ahead there, but my two older brothers went in the box and uh, they were sent to defend themselves. I just wanted the box, so I followed them to the gym when I was seven, started Boxing, the coach at the time who was in the gym kicked me out because I was too young. So I went and joined the Nerder Club, and then when I came of age, he was like, get him back, get him back. <laughs> and I stuck with boxing ever since. But hit the teenage years, kind of started to fall into like the drugs route and stuff and getting, doing things which I shouldn't be doing. And one thing I was good at was was, was hiding it and, and, and lying. I was never really caught doing anything I was doing, but I was always very fearful of my older brother, Jamie, mm. or my dad catching me. And the embarrassment it would give the demons. So I kind of I was very good at hiding it. And then the reason I stopped and kind of got out of it, where all my mates kind of stayed in it, was uh, 16. I picked for the Commonwealth Youth Games. And I was told uh, you could drug test it at this. I shit myself. I was like, my dad will kill me. Fuck that. Yeah. No way. So I just stopped it then. Then full give boxing 100% and, and now we're here. And here we are. Mel, what were you looking skill, Nick? Ah, it's all right. Yeah. I like school. I like, I like school, but I don't think I give my full attention. I always says from a young age I was going to be a professional boxer. And my mm. dad, like I got my tattoo. My dad went mental and says you're never going to get jobs. He's only one. I'm going to be a professional boxer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in school it was the same. I never give. I never give a hundred percent. And I wish I had now. When I look back, I wish I had now. I wish I had to just give a bit more focus and probably got the grades and all, which you know I don't have, but. I went and went back and done things and stuff and got the qualifications which I need. But like I could have been a lot better, but my attention just wasn't there. I was always always boxing because you knew what you uh, wanted to do. Oh, knew 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 always knew what I wanted to do and always was just like I was I was two foot nothing for most of my life. Like I'm still small. I'm mm. five five seven and a half. I'll take the half. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I was ten, really small. Like I was always I was wee mick. You know, I was the smallest in the whole the whole place. So. um Boxing was my kind of thing to give me you know, confidence and uh, and uh, probably an ego at a young age. You know what I mean? You were around the thinking you were the man, but uh, I had small man syndrome for for a long, yeah. long time. You know what I mean? So boxing was my kind of thing, and um, I that was that was it. So you knew from a young age that you wanted to box. Oh. How how young? What, when did you know uh, that? Is we, it, well, at the start. So my my dad's a dub, yeah. but we used to watch Sound we uh, we used to we used to watch the Olympics all the time. My uncle was actually one of the athletic coaches for the Olympics at one stage. Um, down here, he's from he's from Dublin as well, and uh, we always used to watch Olympics when we were kids. And I remember watching Olympics and happy year one day and stuff to my dad, and he's like, "Oh, it's good, you know, we'll get to keep doing what you're doing, keep training and stuff." So from a young age, well, at seven, I joined the gym. From then, I knew that was what I'll do. Because I was, I was like my two older brothers. They were, they, they weren't, not, maybe natural to say. I mean, they were kind of put into it. Whereas yeah. I, I went to do it. You had a love for it. You uh, wanted to do it. Yeah. And I remember I was just a wee, a wee, a wee wanker, like from a young age. Because <laughs> like I got in the spar, 
and I'd be sparring the bigger guys and I would be like laughing and sticking my tongue out and stuff and they'd be getting really angry but I was always just playing main games from a young age like yeah. so I, I just had that kind of love just to fuck people around and beat them up at the same time and they're all bigger so you know that's that's probably one of the reasons I, I really fell in love with it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then going through your teenagers then so you're going through you have to be talking about going through your teenagers you're getting involved in oh. this and that that you shouldn't be getting involved in mm. and then you stopped why did you stop then you were going to going to come off games and I was told to get drug tested yeah I never really wanted to embarrass I know that like if I had, if I had a good caught my dad would have knocked the bollocks out. I would have killed me. Like, <laughs> then my older brother, Jamie, would have, would have knocked the bollocks out. And, and at the same time, I always wanted to impress him. And, and I knew that would be probably one of the most fucking embarrassing things. Yeah. But I was thinking at that age, that would be the most embarrassing thing, you know, for them to find out me. You mm. know what I mean? And they, they're the ones singing my praises from a young age and they're going, this we can't fucking out what he's at. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I was just lucky enough to have a good family around me who, you know, Help me focus on my boxing more, but I remember times going to the gym, like 13, 14, blocked, no drunk, no one even fucking knew. I was, I was running about hitting the bag. Fucking yeah. <laughs> I mean, I say you're hitting the bag, alright. People were always going, oh fuck, look at him, mm. yeah. But it was like, that was just normal. Yeah, yeah. What age when you first started learning? First year, first year, ten, I was 10, 11, well, 11 is now, first year, won everything the th- first year. And then I felt, I probably got a bit too cocky, you know what I mean? Too big my boots next year. I was like, No, I have, I don't need to train. Mm. And I remember getting, I won everything else that year and then got their final, lost the final by that point. Same thing happened the following year. And then I ended up winning my second iron boy four, I think it was. And then I lost again, I think, or youth one or something, whatever it was. And then I didn't win one until I was senior. In. Mm. What have you got three, three or four? As, as a senior, I've, I just I've, in general, I've, many all the uh, Six, I think. Is it? Six or three underage and then... Oh, sorry, seven then. Three underage and four as a, as a senior. Class. Two division. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he fought Deco in the All-Islands, didn't yeah, he? Was yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Deco got it these Fought Deco in... The f- what's the... No, it wasn't the Ireland. It was a box-off for yeah. like... So I was, I was the champion. Right. It was the first year I won up and then I was told I have to have a box-off. Um, to go to the Worlds was to qualify for Olympics. We have to give a shout out to Deco. Congratulations on the world title there uh, Saturday night as well. Yeah, so. fair play to Deco. Show up stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you got, then you're getting into your adult years, yeah? Yeah. Talk to us about then, after all the Commonwealth Games, all that carry on. You hit number one in the world. Uh, Amateur, yeah. yeah. Uh, nah, so that, from the start, like that first year, I think I had the most fights on the whole team in one year. I think I had like, internationally 16 fights in one Look. year. All, all fighting against different countries, you know what I mean? Not, not just in Ireland, all different countries. And uh, I think you only lost twice that year. I think it was like a qualifier for Olympics. I got the, the, the quarterfinal of the Europeans. Um, and I was a dark horse. Like I wasn't, no, I wasn't having expected me. The, the, the coaching Cesar and all, they never really gave me the kind of attention until I started to do well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was winning all the mini tournaments we were in, all the way multi nations stuff. I was winning all of them. And then obviously get to the world's qualified for Olympics and you know that's, that's fucking unreal. Like my whole family going mental back home. It was in Azerbaijan. I remember doing it. So I was fighting I fought Nordino Bali, who was WBC world champion. Recently just lost uh, his title to Nino Dinner. But I, I had to fight him to qualify. I had two fights already and one. And I was fighting him to qualify. And the only reason I knew him was he fought Jamie. 
yeah. in the amateurs. And the old coach in the club, Shawnee McCaffrey, says that it was the best amateur at the time. He says it's the best amateur I've ever seen. That's the only thing I knew about him was he beat Jamie and it was the best amateur he'd ever seen. I think, fuck me. Yeah, so I weighed, I weighed in that morning. So I'm 5'7 at the time. I've grown a half inch. Um, <laughs> I'm 5'7 at the time, making 52 kilograms. So that's, that's hell. Like. Yeah. And I remember saying, no, because I was always like making weight and it was always tough to make weight. But I was making weight and then I was going and tr- making sure I wasn't eating too much before a fight because I knew I would have to make it for the next fight. And I said to myself after I weighed in for Noreen, I'm just going to eat what I want and fucking drink what I want. Make sure I'm fully hydrated because if I win, great, I'll be happy to take it off, qualify for Olympics. But if I lose, I haven't fucking starved myself for another day. So fuck it, went for it. Ended up going out. Went out the first round. They hit me right in the square on the, on the, on the tempo in the first round. And again, it was off more off balance, but it was some shot like at the same time. And I hit the ground, but it wasn't count because it was because it was off balance kind of thing. I was like, fuck me. I came back after that round I was down. The coach says, You have to you have to do something different. So it turned south, Paul. And I remember going out and just started fucking throwing mad hooks, 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 hooks. And uh in that win the fight, went back the way myself after qualified Olympic Games, massive. So what were we talking about? 2011, 2012? 2011, 2011. Yeah. So qualified for London, 2012 Olympics. I remember going back to the change rooms. I had to do press first, the RT and stuff. Back in change rooms, weighed myself. I was 56 and a half kilo. I had to wait at, nine, at 8 o'clock the next morning. Uh, so that means I had to lose four four and a half kilo in the, in, in the evening. Uh, it's just at 9 o'clock at night. I just fought so half nine. I was out, weighed myself. Uh, went for it, trained for two hours. Done RT again, then went back and I remember being in a wee boiler room in Azerbaijan in, in the hotel, punching a boiler at like two o'clock in the morning. Like just when I got there, just trying to sweat, sweat, sweat. Fucking That's nightmare. Fucking That's nightmare. Like, That's that was, I says, the worst part oh, of the way. Oh, I, yeah. I hate it. Like yeah. how bad are they? Have you had some really bad I've had some some horrible. I remember when I ended up moving up, John Janemon just turned pro. Mm. Mm. So you meant with Amir Khan. But I we went I went to them. We went it was twenty thirteen we went to the World Championships and I was going as the fifty two and John Drew didn't turn up the airport because he was going pro in. So fifty six was vegan, but I didn't know it. Well we knew us, but I didn't think I could move up. I remember being in, in Kazakhstan and I, I was like I would make fifty two kilo, but I would be walking around naturally sixty two kilo, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and they're making their weight every day. So I was killing myself I got down to like fifty five kilo and I remember going out and I was seeing the sparring sessions we were sparring all these Kazakhstan fighters and fucking Russians and stuff and like for the first 15 seconds I'd be lethal and then because I was so gazunked he would bait the fuck out of me for the rest of it and I remember going back to Billy Walsh and say, I, I says I'd done one session before I'm back so we're there for a few weeks I'd done a session I says if I can be 53 points something after a session you know, I, I'll make I'll make the weight no problem I remember thinking I lost fucking two odd kilo I lost like 0.5 of a kilo. I was just going back to Billy Walsh near Kranz. says, listen, I can't make the weight. I'm getting bothered and sparring. Mm. Getting fucking my head punched off me. Having no energy. And fucking, that was that was the worst. Like, I, 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 like that whole training camp was just a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, mm. Taking beatings for, for, for making weight, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> fucking damaged, like, it's right? a counter. Every fight I have some mad stories about coming away and they're all poxy. Like, mm. like, keep that. Yeah. But uh, you were going back to then, you were saying you were fighting then 2011 then. So then 2012 comes around, the Olympics, you qualify it. Yeah. What's it like then? Yeah. Celebrity, like after Olympics, celebrity overnight, but like going to the Olympic Games, I, no one in my family has ever went as, a, as an athlete. So like it was obviously massive. Um, yeah. I guess like fucking... 
only like like not point not 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 two percent or something. Never go to the Olympics, whatever it is. And the fact that I've, I've done it twice is unreal. But the first one was without doubt probably the best, one of the best sporting experiences in my whole life. Um, went there seeing like Serena Williams, Usain Bolt, and all about the village. I was going, what the fuck's going on here? And I was lucky to have Paddy Barnes because Paddy had been there and done it. And he was just he kept saying to me, just enjoy yourself. Just enjoy it. And then if you enjoy it, be sound. So we were we were going to the casino in, in in London, like leaving the village and going to the casino. And he was winning loads. <laughs> but I but I was losing loads. And I, and some some reason says, oh, here, listen, the more I lose here, it means I'm gonna win the ring. So I was like, I was just betting and I was losing. Like, what am I doing here? Oh, it's all right, I'm gonna win the ring. So I'm like it was it was just mental we were dreading about the village you know, we one of the worst tactics I've ever heard here, in life, it worked too I mean I got a medal you know what I mean but uh, we went we were like fucking go, we were going mental in the village we stole like Team Ireland's bikes because they had like their own wee lock and all Paddy watched them put their cone in he stole we stole the bikes <laughs> flying about the village driving the past all the Australians uh, we must have threw some of the people off driving the past the Australian back and just going good day Mike we just kept doing good day Mike and we were like fuck off fuck off chasing us and stuff it was fucking brilliant. But I, it was the experience of it. I just loved every minute of it. And I think because, like, when I speak to, like, the Olympians who went, who went to Tokyo and stuff, all I was saying was before, just enjoy yourself. Mm. If you enjoy yourself, it's you'll do well. It's hard to know, isn't it? Like, it's easy to get caught up in the moment. That shit's so big. Much. That's, that's the problem. When Once you enjoy it, though, like, everything just flows better. You know what I mean? When, when, when you're too focused and too on it, mm. it, nothing really, I don't really think ever really comes in. But once you're just relaxed and letting everything flow, and just controlling what you can only control, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah it was brilliant. Making weight was hard, that was the only thing. Yeah, so you're talking about Billy Walsh there, so obviously he would have brought you into yeah. the high-performance unit. Yeah. Um, what was that like at the start, when you would have had to be coming down, uh, well, weekly basis? Uh, or? I, I was tough, I know, you're down Tuesday to Friday every week, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't I wasn't on funding. Like, yeah. I had to fucking get money off my man there. I was in tax, so I was getting paid off that, but like, Fuck all, really, and and he's sleeping in the stadium. Nah, we they put us up. They used to put us up in the Louis Fitzgerald Hotel. Yeah, um, that's where we used to stay for. For I think they've moved now, and because they're in Blanchardstown now, so I think they're in one of them hotels. But uh, I w- used to be up or stay up or during the week. You know, you got your breakfast, you got your lunch at the stadium, and then you got your dinner back at the hotel, and like. Boys were going off, like Paddy and all, they were all on fun, and they were shooting out the cinema, doing all things they got there. I, I didn't have fucking money to go to the cinema, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I don't have fucking dough to spend. This, is, this has to get me by for the rest of the week. So I was tough, but like, see, I, I see a load of people, like, you no know, saying, like, no, the funding all is here and it should be more funding. But I had the arm of funding, and I think that's the way it, it, it is. And that's the way, that's why I got to where I was because. No, I wanted to be on the big box. Yeah, I want hundred percent. You had that. You have to aim to get there. Well, you I can't think just to an expect extent, it. Though I think funding should be there to an extent, though. Ah, well, you know, nah, because there's you, some you, people you, who what, literally couldn't afford to do what you were doing. Do you know oh, what I mean? That's the thing, I because I have my, my, my dad kind of looking after me at the yeah. time, like sorting me out. But I suppose you're right there. You know what I mean? But but to yeah, an extent, I know what you're saying, though. So get get a small bit of funding, and oh, the better you do, nah, the more you'll make. So the thing was like the reason. I was able to do it was because I wasn't paying for my lunch, my dinner, or my breakfast. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's yeah. all you need. You have the roof over your head. Mm. The only thing is, if you're back home and you have a house to pay, or you have anything like that there, and, and and then you get on that national team and you have no way to pay your bills, now that's hard. Yes, no, that's yeah. hard. You're snookered there, but like when you're when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, whatever it is, and you don't have no bills to pay, 
Uh, it's not hard. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. hard to an extent. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, you're not you're not living the life kind of way all the boys are. You know, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. You have to work to get there, and you know, I, I, that's, that was that was me. That's that's everybody in the on, on the high performance. Everybody has to work to get there. Yeah, but it shows your ambitions as well. You're able to just do that and go with no funding, literally no funding. You have if you have the goal, you have the aim. You have to you have to push for it. You'll do anything it takes. You know, what I mean? if 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 it is if you are coming on later, you have bills to pay. If you really want to get there. You'll fucking do it, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, 100%. Nothing will get in your way, won't it? So, oh, yeah, I, heard, I, heard, I heard some stories about the home performance unit early on that before they had to live with your hotel, oh, they had digs oh, in the stadium. I, there was people sleeping in the stadium. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was sorry. I used to sleep in the stadium. Yeah. My sleeping bags and all that. Like, yeah, at the tough. start of the high performance, they used to sleep on the gym floor. Yeah. So they did. So it was, I was tough. Like, I went in probably at the, at the nice stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but now it's even better. They've got their own fucking... Big facility up in Blanchardstown. Oh, I was trained, isn't Abbott I? Town, yeah. It's lethal. Like I, I trained there for that last Olympics, and we were only here at the start. But that's that's some setup. Like oh, that's a proper setup, and uh, no. So that only got put in play then. I it? I will kind of after after twenty twelve. Yeah. Kind of twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. Started twenty sixteen. Maybe I think we went in there. Yeah. Um, it was lethal. Yeah. Some spot, some spot, really. And it's like, kind of just getting better and better, really, isn't it? Kind of uh, they're just getting more scientific at everything, you know what I mean? Everything they're doing, like, share the medallion, he's one of the coaches. Yeah. Plug him there, yeah. Give, give him the main job, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> he's the best coach's setup. Um, but uh, I know it's 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 going really well. Like, and uh, you've seen that. Come back from the Olympic Games, Kelly Harnton, gold medalist. Mm. You know, unbelievable. Mm. Even Walsh, bronze medalist. Yeah. Know? Show mm-hmm. with her boys, Emma Brennan, Olympian. Emma, Bra- Emma <laughs> Brennan, Kurt Walker, the latter, knowing yeah, Brendan yeah, Irving. Yeah, fair play, Tom. class, brilliant. Like, some, some games for them. But yeah. You're talking about amateur stuff there and winning the Olympics. Uh, tell us about winning the World Championships because you're the only Irish male to ever do it. Only only one and still the only one. Um, yeah. Nah, mate, that was, that was some embarrassment, but... No, I listened to the podcast last week. No, so, so, so I embarrassment because I was embarrassed at the same time. Oi. Um, this is what I'm going. I was going to get into. It just <laughs> spoke out quicker than what I was actually thinking. <laughs> I seen him talking about being a perfectionist last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the an extent as a, as a boxer, I, I would feel I am. Um, yeah. and in the final. Of that world championships, I got put down first <laughs> time I've ever. So what year are we Sorry. talking with this? Twenty fifteen. Sorry oh, about man. this, Mick. You want to see the diggy got put down? <laughs> you done well to get back fucking up. Fucking hell! Fucking hell! You, you want to see the diggy got caught with? That guy's world unified world champion as a pro now already. Like, From know? Kazakhstan, uh, was he? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Yeah. So that's the first time in my whole life, you know, head or body, I've was put down the canvas, and that was the most embarrassed I've ever been. I remember winning. Like you see it when I put my hands up at the end. Yeah. But I'm I'm just thinking about no way you could put down there. Yeah. No way. That's were you worried? Were you worried like that's a 10 nah, 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 put nah, down or nah, I wasn't worried. I was two rounds ahead and yeah. I was winning that round until it happened. It's almost your scoring. Yeah. Yeah. They're not they don't score ten round, eight rounds much. Plus it was win the round. So if it was anything it'd be ten nine. Yeah. Actually won the round in two judges' cars. So <laughs> it's it mental. But like <laughs> Yeah, but you were just saying about I, being a perfectionist. Uh, you didn't that's care, a like, blemish I, to you, was it? Yeah. I was. Yeah. I I was I was I was scundered for Fucking a day and a half, like you know what I mean. And yeah. then I realized how big it was. I was like, fuck, no, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. But no, that was that was that was one of the most embarrassing 
moments so far. Take a step back and go, wow, you know, mm-hmm. first one to do it, unbelievable achievement. But uh, my Olympic bronze medal was probably a better feeling at the time. Would you time. think it's because how you won the Olympics bronze? Like you weren't you weren't put down or anything? No. If you weren't uh, put down, would you hold that up higher in the bronze? I am nah, I don't know. Listen, I think the the bronze because my first um, my first medal. Yeah. And they're now like proper like major medal yeah. as a as a, as a boxer is probably the reason. And plus, it was the Olympic Games. And it was a home, like uh, uh, the closest the home games yeah. we're going to get. It's only in London, yeah. And then like we we'll actually see a past that. See after when the Olympic Games, I'm not lying. You just become a fucking celebrity overnight. Yeah, it was mental. I mean, mad <laughs> fucking. Constant go cards for fucking coppers, the lot, all that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you, you walk about that place, you walk about Dublin, I said earlier on, I'd be more known here than what it would be in Belfast at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back then, especially. You know, You're like Karen's walking around now. <laughs> no, he, he, I'm not on his level yet. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get there soon. I'll get there soon. But like when I won the bronze the Olympics, I was 100% more known down here than what it was up there. And it was mad. Yeah. Like, I couldn't go anywhere down here. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Burning, like, I mean, I was, I was only a kid. Yeah. I was, what, 20? And uh, and I just felt like, fucking on top of the world. Unbelievable. Yeah. But then, yeah. obviously, said everything came after that. It was just, like, everything just got better and better. Every year got better. You know, the 2013 got silver in the Europeans. Then 2014, gold in the Commonwealth Games. 2015 golden europeans and then golden the worlds yeah i mean so it was just there it just built well, it built it up there yeah, like so it was number one in the and world i think in, in in 2013 i probably could have won the europeans only the same thing happened to me that happened to me as when i won my first learned the the ego starts to grow and you start to think you're better than what you actually are and and the training like i was i wasn't making weight that's how i ended up moving with i wasn't making weight i was like so fuck done the celebrity apprentice and all down yeah. here like the irish celebrity apprentice it was mental um but like, I was thinking it was better than what it was. Yeah. So it's kind of stopped tuning. And I could have achieved, I still done well that year. Like, it wasn't doing bad. I was European silver and then got to the quarterfinals at World Championships again. Um, and lost to the Russian and that beat I me know, in the yeah. But <laughs> I was, it, was not, it was not a close fight, that one. But like, that was my first time five days up at, the, uh, up at that weight as well. So, like, I was still doing well. And then I remember in 2014, I said to myself, I promised myself, I'm not going to fucking miss it right now. I'm just going to, not going to lose the rest of this year. Uh, or next year, uh, two years in a row, went undefeated and I was just winning everything. So, um, oh, I was it was unreal. Like. So that's what builds up then to Rio. Mm-hmm. So you had a favourite for the gold medal going into Rio, mm-hmm. award number one. Mm-hmm. But something that has been touched on before. So this whole corruption thing. Yeah. yeah. You obviously must have known something was going on before you went in because you <laughs> so, don't just call people cheats because uh, you didn't know because you lost a foot. You knew there was something deep. So there. so there was right before the games, it was mad because Michael O'Reilly. Fails the drug test for fucking an anabolic steroid or whatever it was. That all comes out just right before the game. I remember because they were the the coaches were at the weigh-in and we were at the at the the draw and we were waiting back in the in the village. Next minute on Twitter, you know, Irish boxers failed the test. Every single person looking at each other going, "What the fuck was it? You was it me? Who who was it?" I mean, none of us know because you can like if you take added added an extra or like anything extra, Neurofan Plus. 
you'll feel a test because it's a stimulant kind of thing in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can take neurofin, but you can't take neurofin plus. So at like low, all, like different vitamins and stuff could be made on the wrong lane yeah, and could yeah, have stuff yeah, in it. So like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it could have been anyone and then it all comes out, it's Mike Loretta. He was hiding in his room. He fucking knew it was him, the cunt. He was hiding. <laughs> he, was, he was hiding in his room. Didn't say nothing. Didn't say nothing. He was just the sat there ahead. I remember, I remember we were in the training camp, right? We were, we were in the training camp in Brazil and uh, he comes out, he does, does like, well, he does a weight session. He hasn't been, hasn't been around the, the team in like weeks and then came up just before we were flying to the, the Rio and comes over there's a weight session in the gym. One weight session, most of it goes, I think I'm about 70 kilo. There's a lot of muscle in me. I think I turned on my weight to muscle. <laughs> like, I went, what? Red but red then, then when I look back on it, and I was going, fuck me. He was thinking he was done one weight session. He turned into muscle. Yeah. I mean, that's because he's on that stuff. Um, but uh, so what happened anyway? And then, it was, a, it was an Irish referee, Seamus Kelly. He spoke out about Aiba saying they're cheating and all this here. And he got banned. He got booted from the from the, the refereeing. Yeah. But he spoke out against him. So it was already kind of a black mark against Ireland, obviously because they're bringing a bit of embarrassment to the Olympics yeah. with, with the, the failed test. And then this referee speaking about cheating and, and the corruption going on. And nobody knows if it's true or not, knowing people are just speculating, p- pushing him off, saying he's, he, he's a lunatic and all this mm-hmm. here. Like, but, but he was right. So, I won my last 32 fight, I think it was, against uh, Armenian. And I remember going back and I'm doing, I'm doing media anyway, but I didn't know. So, I, the night before me, the, yeah. night, the night before my fight, Joe Joyce, big Joe Joyce, lost to the Russian and was raw blind. Or lost the, no, it wasn't, it was the Russian lost or robbed the, the Kazakh, that's what it yeah. was. That was In a v- facility yeah. vet got robbed by Tyshenko and uh, it was a bad, bad, bad decision. Yeah. So I suppose we worse than your decision. Worse, probably, probably was worse than mine. Yeah. But they didn't say anything. Mm. And he spoke to my dad since, uh, like one of the things is, I wish you had it done what your son done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Kazakh fighter, he spoke to my dad the trips and he says, I wish you had it done what your son done. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that happened and I seen that. I was like, can't happen to me because I said I was sitting going before the before the competition. I was like, as I, I was walking around the village with Steam Donnelly, and I was like, dream draw for me. I'm gonna speak us in existence. I'll fight the Armenian first, then I'll fight the Russian for a medal, and I'll win, and then I'll go on and win gold. Fucking draw happens. Yeah. Get the Armenian and the Russian. I was like, this is meant to be. I was yeah. like, I fucking spoke us in the existence. Like, days, I was yeah. rubbing the hands. Like, I'm hundred percent for gold. So I was like, can't happen to me. Doesn't matter what they're gonna do. They can't rob me. And I remember my dad saying to me the night before a fight, he says, you know, if you can stop him here, you'll, you, if you st- if you can see you can stop him, you stop him. I was like, oh, it's fine. He says, you can't stop him. You know what? I mean, oh, do you know, I know what? I know what? No problem. No. He's like, right, so no. Um, they they were told after my quarter, my last 30, 32, but um, our last 16, but it was they, the Russian coach was in the mixed area where Zora was. I was doing my interviews. He says, I'll go get help. Your boy's not going to win. I said, what do, you, what do you mean he's not going to win? Your boy's losing here because he's in the ring at the minute, the Russian. He says, nah, he, he, he need, you need to get help. Go win. Go 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 get help. And he's like, well, well he's, he's going to lose this fight. Your man ended up robbing. And here it was probably worse than my decision again. Mm. I mean, he fought the Thailand fighter. Mm. And uh, he, he got battered and he got the decision. And then they were fucking like, fuck me. Here we go. So they had to go and try and get help. Ring their own ring and pot hey, But they couldn't get help anywhere. And then they were told, nah, listen, it's too late. It's too late. It's the, the fix is in. So 
didn't tell didn't say anything to me because you can't. I mean, I, I got to go out and do what I got to do yeah. and perform. If I had a new, I probably would perform differently. So, Polly Barnes knew my missus, my mom, my brother. They were all there. They were told as well. And he says, walking to the venue, they was like going to a funeral. Says it was mental. It is, man. You think about it because uh, it's a foregone conclusion. There's nothing unless you actually physically uh, knock him out. You're gonna lose uh, that fight. So in the first round, come out, box here, him. Don't touch me. Doesn't mm, touch me. Yeah. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. Boxing go back clinic. To, back, the back, first round. Was, back, yeah. back to the corner. You always get told in the corner. No? Oh, Just, it comes up the on the screen, doesn't it? The scores. Ah, come yeah. the screen. No, 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 it doesn't. So they took that away because of cheating. Yeah. Um, but it's, it promotes more cheating. Paddy Barnes up behind the RT cameras, TV. So he was looking at the TVs with Hugh Callan over RT. They were calling the scores, right? But he was standing behind them, no getting the scores. Yeah. They were at home, but he was looking at the scores, got the scores, and he shut it down. He lost that round. Yeah. I remember looking, like, seeing my dad look around, and I looked up, and I could see Paddy going fucking down. And my dad turned, you need to fucking knock his cunt out. And I says, right. So I went out that round, near fucking stopped him. Yeah. yeah. Referee's pulling his pop, waiting blood off. Yeah, no blood, blood on off you, and it's his blood. I mean, it's his blood. It was on top of his head, it wasn't yeah. cuts on his eye, and it was on top of his head. It wasn't wasn't stopping the violence. Yeah. Kind of saved him a bit. Um. So I was, uh, and then last round, I actually used to think that I lost the last round, but I watched it, when I watched it back before I actually fought him again. I thought I even beat him even better in the last round. I was like, uh, so I obviously lost. And my dad went to fucking cheated you in the in the thing. I mean, I, I know. So I'm standing there. And I see the see. Right, I'll go back. Actually, see the finger thing. Yeah, yeah. I always plan to do that. No, like if they fucked me over, because like, yeah. I I remember. I think it was twenty in the WSB, and it was the qualify for the 2016 Olympics. Um, they were they fucked me over a few times, and uh, I says, you know what? If I don't win this fight, or if I win this fight, listen, they fucked me over. So after this fight, I'm not qualified for the Olympics. It was between me and the Russian and some other fighter who who actually beat me, got the decision against me in Azerbaijan. And uh, I was like, he's fighting someone who I've beat in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I stopped that guy. He's going to he's gonna beat him. He should beat him. Um, and the Keaton's obviously, he's qualified. He's he's number one. Um, no matter what, I can't qualify here, I was thinking. So I says, after his fight, I'm just going to get the fingers, saying off, go pro. That's me gone. Yeah. Uh, fight and I ended up saying I said to my dad I'm just going to try and knock his cunt out went out and tried to fucking do that there and just made it a hard fight but it was in Venezuela all favelas all surrounding where we were and they were all, they were all there anyway at the fights and they were going Venezuela I go mental but the crowd was amazing unbelievable atmosphere mm. I says after I was I was too fucked I won the fight 5-0 mm. and uh, I just clapped the crowd it was fucking then Paddy ran over and you qualified you qualified me thank fuck I didn't do that but I had a plan for me and so it was in my head and then obviously it happened. I didn't think it would happen in the mix, but it happened. And I was just like, "Fuck it, no, it's tame." Fucked him. Yeah. No, I wish I had him. I wish I had sat down and just stayed in the ring. Yeah, and that look at the protest oh, like that. Protest like yeah. that. Oh, no, give the fingers, give the fingers to like, but then just sit down. Yeah, I remember walking past the judges and I was like, "That mushroom like spitting on them." Because I think spitting is probably the worst thing you could do to someone. Spitting. Yeah, on definitely them. is. Yeah. And it's the lowest of the roll. Like, and I just want to spit in the back. I was calling them all sorts, calling them fucking cheating bastards, yeah. saying things about their wives, everything we got there. Yeah, it's pure emotion though. You know what I mean? Because let's be real, it's it was one of the worst robberies I've ever seen. Look, like, it's absolute madness. Obviously, you're gonna feel that way. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Then obviously you took off to the cameras. Then RTA, everyone got it. Then. <laughs> it no, that's the thing though, because everyone always says this stuff like, "Oh, there's corruption here and the cheating here, this, that, and the other." And then you call it out, mm. and it's iconic. Like regardless of who yeah. you are, you'll always yeah. people always look back at that moment because yeah, just remember I was telling you about the there was a fella in like the 1904 Olympics, yeah. an Irish athlete protested. They they. Uh, they told him he could go to the Olympics under the Irish flag. 
yeah. and when he won his event, they flew the Union Jack, and he climbed up the pole, and he had the Irish flag yeah. in his shorts, and he, he swapped out the flags, and that goes down as like the first international protest at the Olympics. Oh, really? Yeah. And then like if you look back through history, you have that, but then what you done will has to be up there as well. You know what I mean? It's yeah. iconic. Nah, it definitely will. Like I seen at the time, like fucking Holyfield and all, because Holyfield was robbing the Olympics. Yeah. And he just took it. He was disqualified for no reason, but he took it on the chin. And he was like, ah, oh, I should have hung up. Fuck off, Van der Holyfield. I say what I want to say. No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck if I'm cursing on TV. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I thought it was mad because I remember I'd only started my first job then and uh, I was doing a load of training and then that fight was on. So I was like, right, I'll stick the RTE player on and watch it. And I was watching it and I was like, Colin's getting robbed and no one was listening to me and I was like Grant yeah no but and then I was like just bleeding more the Colin's run the muck and everyone's run now and I was like he's run the muck on the telly yeah look look and then it was just it went it just blew up I couldn't believe they actually let you do it I thought they would have cut you I was, so I was told because I was doing the the Road to Rio documentary yeah with RT and stuff so I'd done that there but so the guy had done that the guy had done the film Dara he's actually still doing stuff with me Dara Bamberg um, he was in RT Studios and he says like Ryan Nugent who was the head of RT at the time he's like get this on everywhere now put, yeah. stamp everything put this on the screens now <laughs> make sure it stays on the screen they loved it they they loved we it can't even say bollocks on the yeah. telly <laughs> <laughs> no, I can say what I want like, we've been on the telly and we're like yeah it's called Talking B yeah that's our uh, podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well anyways now you, you said what you were going to do you said right fuck them I'm going to have a better career as a pro anyways yeah so your pro debut, it doesn't get any more Irish than what it was. Unbelievable. Talk, talk to us about that. St. Paddy's Day, McGregor, of oh, Madison Square Garden. How long was this after the Olympics that you turned that Paddy's and you made your debut? Just Day the following Paddy's Day. I, so, I could, they said to me, top rank said to me, listen, so I said, top rank had contacted me while I was still, while I was still in, in the games. They, con they contacted me. I was like, someone's messed me about here, some Irish guy. Uh, James Clerkin reaches out ah oh, here my name is James Clerkin I'm from Ireland but uh, um, I work with that let I me mean, fuck off it's not to me right sound right whatever anyway in the fucking getting in contact with top rank 100% offer all this here go over to Vegas send the contract says we can you can fight your debut here on the Pacquiao card in, in, in November yeah I think it was Pacquiao Bradley or something or Pacquiao Marquez one of them that, uh, no not Marquez or Brown and Rios or one of them and uh, I says not really it's an undercard and they were like ah oh, what you want to go bigger so I said, and I said what, what about Madison Square Garden on St. Patrick's Day I went I signed him and said give me a fucking contract I'll sign it right now yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean I was like definitely 100% let's go so this is alright and then Connor was up in Belfast he was doing like an evening in the Devonish um, and I was invited up on the stage I was like signed because I was talking to him I was talking to him for a while and we got him like a sparring partner for Nick and Diaz and Diaz, yeah, yeah. um, and he got me boots and all there from Reebok when they weren't fucking selling boots. So it was saying hundred percent. He's a hundred percent. I've come to the stage. I have on the stage. A few few vulgars in me. Yeah, for the courage. <laughs> take my chance there. Two thousand odd people here. How about walk me at my debut? And I take a hundred percent. Him. Yes, as you say. Then we're not getting there. Just in that contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously over there, it's his history. He came over. It was fucking mental. I can't. I can't even. I can't. I can't remember warming up or anything because it, like I don't know a wee bit of pads, but like that whole that whole day, that whole change room when he he's larger in life character mm. when he came in, 
it was a blur. I mean, he was going on slowest move, smoothest, fast, all this stuff and talking, talking. I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? I'm shaking myself. I gotta go out here and fight. And what happens if I got fucking sparked out? You know what I mean? Everybody's here to see me. Yeah. Shit myself. Anybody says they're, they're not nervous. They're a 100%. 100%. Every day, every time, still when I'm fitting, I'm still nervous. Yeah. I'm shit myself. Nerves are good. 100%. You fucking need me. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, that was that was mental. I ended up walking out the ring, come all the blur. I remember getting in the ring. It was unbelievable. Uh, what do you call that song? <sighs> World Cup nineteen ninety eight thing. Yeah, pilot under pressure. Put under pressure. Bring them under pressure. Put them under pressure. So it was like a version of that, only with like the violin stuff or whatever it was. Yeah, um, it was unbelievable. Everybody, yeah. everybody went. Couldn't mental. get any more orders. Ah, oh, it was just pure Irish. Obviously done. For some reason, on St. Patrick's Day, they do like bagpipes. So I'm like, it's Scottish, it's not really Irish. It's yeah. Irish, it's there a wee bit, but it's not really. Yeah. So they've done that national anthem I always sang. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you went in, you got the stoppage. I went in, I remember getting in the ring because I'd say it before. I said, right, I've stopped in the third round. And I kept saying it. Fucking third round. I was right saying, you mean, what the fuck? I didn't box anything. Like I boxed, I remember getting the ring and saying, right, that's unbelievable. I've got to get this finished now because everybody's fucking here. Just finish it. Yeah. So I just, I didn't even box well. I just went in and started throwing, recklessly doing stupid things. Um, There was no rhythm, no nothing. When I watch it back, I cringe a bit. Yeah. I wish I'd have took my time more. the job got done. 100%. But like, third round came, I said, I thought I'll have the cunts put money in this little range. And there I got to do it. I got to finish this cunt. You know what I mean? Because you can say what you want. You can say, listen, I'm going to do my third round. You're not fixing a fight. You know what I mean? He's out to win. Yeah. So I went to fucking third round. Piled it on, and fucking thank thank God I got the stop, which I probably could have went on like. But yeah, here, yeah. every jumped in, I was like, "Yes, yeah, that's we'll the boys." But that's why you you really are known for that. Since you're probably uh, walkouts, them uh, walkouts are unbelievable, unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh, like controversial, unbelievable. No, I don't mind. This, and I love them. I love them. Yeah, well, some some people make it controversial, but I come to Celtic Symphony, and obviously it has. It has ooh, 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 up around it. But listen, it wasn't meant in a in a political way or anything. Yeah. My audience is my audience is Irish Americans and they love that kind of Ireland. You know, they, they they yeah. want that, you know. Yeah. So you play to the crowd, you play to your audience, and and that's what it did. There was no there was no harm meant in it. I mean, I wasn't meaning to go fuck you to anybody. It was just like, this is my audience. I want to put as much fear as I can in that opponent. I didn't know top rank were gonna play play six minutes long, like where I was I was in I had walked to the ring I was in the ring for ages and the rest of the song was still playing I was like, right when I don't turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear I know what I didn't because I played Grace always played yeah. Grace so Grace plays first and I played the play Grace and obviously I, I start walking and I didn't know they were gonna play the full the full whack I thought when I get the ring I stop but even when I got the ring it was like I stood up and I went and I was just ooh ah uh, I'm like. Oh, <laughs> wrong time here but like yeah. um because I, I knew what it would be like back well i didn't know what it'd be like because i didn't mean it that way but after i remember my saying to me here let's go mendel back home i said you know what fuck him yeah Listen, because that's that was unbelievable that was that's the best night of, i was the best night of my life and i mean that was that, that feeling of walking the ring the fight everything was 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 yeah, class said, there was no malice man. there was no malice like, there yeah. was no malice and, and, and listen to people who were offended sure like you had people ringing MSG saying, like, this is, like, I think it was like a pastor or something from Cork was ringing MSG saying, this is like him coming out, to, like an American fighter coming out the Taliban song. Yeah. 
Mm. And I was like, fuck me, come on, are you really serious? Like, yeah. come on, like, it wasn't meant that way. Like, you know, if you want to take it that way, take it that way. But we're now in a time where everybody wants to be offended and, and everybody will be offended. You know, when you when you heard it, are you, are you really offended? It's only fucking music, it's only things. I'm not doing them. I mean, I'm yeah. not promoting anything. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm fighting yeah. and I'm getting the crowd riled up. And it did, it worked. If you watch it and watch the opponent in the ring, he's standing there like that. They shit themselves. Like, what the fuck's going on? Everybody going mental, singing, singing, everything. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, when you ask me now, do you regret it? No. Would you change it if you could go back? No, because in that moment in time, that was what I wanted to do. And, walked, and that yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. That yeah. was unbelievable. Would I do it going in the future? No, because I know we're kind of hysteria and, and madness that caused back home and people obviously get offended and people probably hate me for it but there was no malice bam, man bad so you know if you're offended so I can't well, I, was there, I was at uh, the Santos fight ah, in Belfast yeah. in the SSE yeah. and when Grace the SFC, come on here he goes this Belfast accent going on there uh, <laughs> I'll do it again <laughs> but now when Grace come on as well yeah, like, do you know what I mean all the Special. lights go off it's fucking deadly like, like, do you know what I mean who would have thought Grace is a walkout song. Yeah, never. Yeah, never. I changed that in their walkout song. Yeah. And Jesus Christ. And then at your last fight then, you just took it to the next level. Like, I didn't know people were videoing me on the stage when that went, like that video, because I think actually on on the telecast, they they played like a a promo video over the girls. And it's pissed me off now, I still like, but lucky enough someone was videoing on, or a few people were videoing on the stage and I seen Alex Arthur who was a world champion from Scotland he was doing the commentating stuff or all the talking after and uh, it was him I looked at and said this is fucking unbelievable because I was standing there I was yeah. like wow yeah, this is yeah. unreal like, you, know, you don't get this like, I mean, this, is, this is once in a lifetime stuff for people I've done it twice now but yeah. I think with COVID and stuff and, and, and everybody not being out and that being the first event back that for me, even if it wasn't that, that just smoked it out of the water. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. So do you think that's that's the bar now you've set for your walkouts? I've set, I've set them every every one, every one. I've, uh, I think the yeah, debut, the debut, say, the debut that I said, it couldn't be beat. Mm. It was beat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been beat again. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the first feel I beat it and then that one, that one smoked on. Yeah. Put them together, that one smoked on 100%. So that was your last week, mate. Yeah. yeah. And that was on the actually new promotion. Yeah. Conlon Promotions. Yeah. yeah. So tell yeah. us about this, what's going on. Because very early in your career to be making that, that's kind of like a post, that's like yeah. a retirement kind of thing you're setting up. Oh, no? it is. It's probably, you when know. You hang the gloves up, you go into that. Oh, it's probably like, you know, setting the, the contingency plan up, you no know, for after boxing, um, starting up Conlon Boxing and uh, and hopefully it can, it can go somewhere. You know what I mean? I think that it could do really really well especially with the time we have here in the country mm. um fantastic you know everywhere so um i think it's the right time um me and my brother are doing it and uh obviously most of my my focus will be on the boxing at the minute and his will be doing Promotion, that stuff yeah, so yeah. i'll do what i'm doing and, and and when i finish that will be uh somewhere i'll go to and you know yeah. it'll be great yes. and your next fight so I've seen. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes. Yeah. So I've seen it. Does, it's yeah. a mandatory now. Mandatory. Yeah. Ordered. The guy can't fight no one until he fights me. So <sighs> they have negotiations. If they don't, if top rank and and the zone, um, he's Eddie Hearn. If they don't negotiate the contract by, I think, the end of the thirtieth or something, or Same maybe the twentieth yeah. or something, yeah. it goes to purse bids. Go to purse business and pay me even more in yeah. <laughs> But uh So what's going to post bids mean so, so that means like purse bids mean either promoter, whoever wants it, they have to bid how much they're gonna pay for the fight. So just say me and you're fighting, someone says, 
I'll pay 30 quid to put that on no my TV. And you're going to say, no, I'll pay 100 quid to put that on my TV. Yeah. You're going to win the bid. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like out there. Yeah. So they're bidding how much. And then obviously the, with being the WBA and uh, and uh, the champion who who, who will face, he's, he's, he earned 55% of the iron, 45 because they want to interim. Yeah. So he's already champion. He's defending. So he'll get the majority. But So just say it's you, you've bidded, you know, 100 it's gonna be fifty-five to him, forty-five yeah, to me. So, no, nah, so it's, it's a fair enough split there. Yeah. No, him, with him being champion, it's actually probably more of like my favorite with him yeah. being champion. So, um, yeah, we're just waiting on the negotiations to go for, and then I'll know what's happening next. So, what what do you think will it be by the end of the year or early next year? <sighs> Who knows? Yeah, I, it's no. not. I'll be fighting at the end of the year. So, regardless, no, you're gonna be fighting. Nah, if if it's him, you know, it'll be it'll be this year. I think if 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 I have to wait until. You know, next year to have it, I'll, I'll probably have to wait then. But I think, you know, me kind of boxing, doing, doing a show this year, and it'll be fantastic. And, and we'll push to have it against Lee Wood. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll win the first bit. Yeah. And uh, we can do that. So see the way he's mandatory, that means he can't fight anybody next. No, so I, he's the champion. I'm, I'm, I'm the mandatory. But he can't. I can fight someone next if That's I want. I was going to ask you. But he can't fight no one else but really, me. Really, yeah. Really, so or he else he so He'll have to lose the belt. Yeah. So yeah. he's yeah. Well, it's what happens because playing champions will be dodging people. You know what it's I mean? Snapping fucking waiting and calling for a world title. Yeah, for a long sure. Look time, at man. this fucking Fury and Joshua Fury. They're dragging oh, the arse no, over. You know what I mean? Like Pacquiao and Mayweather, and it happens at it, the back stretch of the careers, and it's yeah. happening all the fucking time. Like, ah, it's it's, it's about time. I think they need to be more stringent and put the foot down with stuff 100%. like this. Like, mandatory fights across the board. So, I, think, yeah. I think that's what they're doing. Like the WBA, I just won in that field of it. I won the interim title, and then mid month for. I was told, listen, we're scrapping the interim title. I'm like, just fucking won the interim title. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, but we're going to make it mandatory. I was like, all right, so that's no problem. But I was like, fuck me, I just won the belt. They're scrapping it. But they're, they're making less belts yeah. so they can make more fights. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Makes yeah, sense. because yeah. no point in having a champion and an interim nah, every league and wait nah, for every so organization. Like Leo Santa Cruz is the super champion. I wait in this division. Lee Wood's a regular champion, but Leo Santa Cruz bo- hasn't boxed in this division in like two years, so yeah. it's like and it's he's madness. Champ. He's still a champ, but it's madness. But apparently, he's going to fight in December and then fight the winner of me and Lee Wood will fight me. I want to go back to it as well. You were talking about so we we're talking about corruption and the cheating and all, and the stuff that's kind of broke out in the last week or so with the, the drug testing mm. and mm. fights still being allowed to happen. Yeah. What's the story here, Mick? Wilson. Oh, it's Oscar Valdez, obviously we're talking about, but like Oscar Valdez is actually my friend. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I, I trained with Oscar. Trained I, lived him, yeah. in, I lived in LA for a year, starting my career. Trained with Oscar. He's a lovely guy, a stand-up guy. So if you were asking me, do you think Oscar's went and done this? I'd say no. It's probably been no tainted supplement. Tainted or, or he's uh, he's saying that friends. Nah, knowing him, knowing him as a person, he's right. he's a good human being. Yeah. And he's not someone who I would say he's. I see how hard he works, and I, I trained with him for fucking a year, and I know how how much he puts into it. So I'm not going to sit here and say, listen, he's he's a doper because listen, if he is, I don't believe it. I don't know what. Mm. So I'm saying like, he's probably done it by mistake or took whatever it is by mistake. Um, but at the same time, I learned the fight to go ahead. Yeah, I don't think it should happen. Yeah, because simply because you know what happens if someone else does it purposely. Exactly. And the Who's the government body here? I think it's the WBC, is the governing body for that one. But the people that let the fight go ahead, I think it's like the state commission of Arizona. Um, mm. some 
Peshwari tribe or whatever. It's and how whole, are they just letting I, that go ahead though? I don't know. They're saying it's like, so by, by Vada rules, which is Oscar signed up to and he pays for him, it's like 20 grand. He has to pay to get randomly tested. He yeah. pays himself. Um, it's prohibited, which means not allowed it throughout the whole training camp. But on Wada, which is the world land he don't win, it's only prohibited um, in competition, which is 24 hours before your fight. Yeah. You're not if you if you are taking something, you're not gonna take it take 24 hours before, before your fight. Yeah. You're not gonna, and especially it's something that helps lose weight and stuff. You're not gonna take that like 24 hours before a fight, you know what I mean? Mm. You're, you're getting ready to fight then. So mm. um I I don't understand it. I think you know, for boxing it's not good. It's not it's, it's not a good look, and you can see that coming out, but um oh, it's 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 a shit situation. I if I'm honest. I think you see loads of people not speaking up here. You yeah. know, and you see loads of the top guys not speaking up here, and then you go, "What is going on? Why are you not speaking up?" Yeah. yeah. Do you know what really annoys me? The fact that people are getting banned for recreational drugs. Mm. You know, mm. uh, like you see somebody playing mm. the John Jones, all yeah, names and name of me. What? Yeah, one's name who uh, the fastest woman on the planet. She wasn't allowed to go to the Olympics. Uh, she was smoking a joint, and she fucking got banned from the Olympics. Mm. Like, but there's, see, there's things with that as well because, like, you could say they're taking these things to mask other things. You know mm. what I mean? And even but what Oscar was taking, that yeah, that could be said to be masking other other things. Yeah. But it also is a stimulant as well. So when people say, the reason he, he's got banned, all right, it's not banned out of competition. But out of competition for a runner and out of competition for a boxer is completely different. You know what I mean? It's 24 hours. So if you're taking something six weeks, 14 weeks out, which is a stimulant that's going to help you train harder and stuff. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the work's the, already done the, then. The, the work's already done. That's yeah. the, these people who are doing inboxing, I believe there's, I, I, I've never caught anybody or I don't know anybody personally, but I believe a lot of them are doing it. Mm. And that that's a pisses me off, like, because there's life and death in there, really. That's what I'm saying. I mean, You're going yeah, in there yeah. to punch someone uh, around. Yeah, so. Get, you give every fucking runner in the world or every cyclist in the world, let them dope to the us. I want to see someone run faster than eight seconds or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever bolts on the wing. It's not, yeah. like, they're not hurting no nobody. Gonna die, nah, they're not hurting nobody. They're yeah. probably dying themselves. Like, yeah. but here, they're not going to kill someone. Kill someone. Mm. They're not, they're not going to yeah. get done for, which I think, if it does happen, because I don't think anything will be done about it until something does, someone does die. And, and that's what I said. Yeah. Always too late, but if but someone, if, so, if someone killed someone while they're on like a performance enhancing drug, should they get done with manslaughter or attempted murder. Mm. You know what I mean? Or if, they, if someone gets seriously injured, should it be attempted murder? Because they have been taking enhancing stuff, going in there, knowing that you're going to go to combat with someone, yeah. knowing that you're you're trying to hurt someone, you're trying to kill someone. Mm. At, at times, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's you or me get in there and yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not letting myself go down. So, you know, it's... it's. And where do you draw the line then? It's, 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 it's a sticky it's, situation, that one. For me, it's something that really annoys me. Um, I speak about it a lot. And I, I when I start talking about it, it actually annoys me because I have a young family. I've, yeah. I have two young kids and a, and a missus. And you know what happens if something happens in the boxing ring? You could fucking you're you're gone, or else mm. you're you're damaged, and 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 that's not good. Like you want, I want to spend the rest of my life with my family in, in, in a good state of health. Yeah, I don't want to be fucking done by someone who was doping. And especially when there's supposed to be these sanctions in place to stop this kind of thing happening. Yeah. You know? There's no ban. There's no ban. There's no penalty. Yeah. Um, they should have zero tolerance. I think if you're caught, you shouldn't be allowed to box ever, ever again. Ever. Ever again. And that goes for anybody who's been caught up before. I know there's there's a lot of ones, a lot of top guys. You no, know, Canelo. Orleans. Yeah, that's like this is what like, I'm saying. I think a lifetime ban should be what it is. Yeah. I make an example of somebody yeah. because, as you said, it is going to get out of hand. It's life and death. Like, somebody is going to mm -hmm. get seriously hurt. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. you know, Sadly. Like, but... 
It's a sport we're in. Loud up laid bollocks, actually. The plan's going forward, Mick. Obviously, you have this mandatory fight. Well, this fella is mandatory, mm. has the fight, Joe. So after that, then, what's the plan's going forward then? Through your boxing career. After boxing? Yeah. Oh, the promotion stuff, the promotion stuff. Oh, I do, do stuff away from boxing. You know, I've been boxing well. Near 23 years this year, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a lifetime. Mm-hmm. People, people do less in jail, though. You're in the community, though, don't you? Ah, like, as you said, ah. you said you're more known down here than mm. you're out there. But I think that's because more people, res- like, not, I don't want to say they disrespect you down here, but like, mm. you're probably more respected up there and they probably just say hello and walk mm. on. Yeah. And nah, that's because what you give back to the community, though. I do loads for the mental health and all in Belfast. And like, Belfast at one stage or recent enough was like, had to have suicide rates in Europe. You know what I mean? I've lost many friends with suicide. Mental health, like, fuck. I'll be honest like I said on camera fuck the pandemic here there's a pandemic of mental health in this country especially in Belfast in the north it is terrible people are down left right and centre they're not being looked after there's no funding for it now everything is gone where's all these millions when when you need things for mental health like I speak to someone who's fucking daughter you know what I mean like God forbid if that ever happened. Like, what what would you do? Mm. I mean, the 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 the, the say, I went up and seen a family whose son had done it, and I, I broke down crying. I, like, I I'll admit it. And I like seeing the father talking to me. He couldn't even really look. He was crying as I like. This is a good way laughter. I'm just speaking to the little brother to kind of you no know, speak to him. Kind of you no know, everything. Be alright. Keep your box and all kids, all that stuff and. It's his tape, mate. See when you see the effects that it leaves behind. Like, and, and I say this, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't care about the people who go. When they're gone, they're gone. And that's a that's the thing. When you're gone, you're gone. Yeah. I hate the big funerals. I hate all this here because when you're gone, you're gone. People see that and go, well, I wonder if people would be here for me. Yeah, they may be here for you, but once you're gone, you're gone. There's no there's no way to look at that being here for you. And once they're gone, and the devastation which is left behind yeah. is fucking horrendous. Yeah, see, seeing that firsthand up there and uh, with many of my own friends and you know, families around me who, who I know, it's scary. Like I went up to the kid's house to speak to the younger brother just because he, he was doing a bit of boxing stuff and just to kind of give him that motivation to stay in, stay in the gym and stuff and doing the usual thing but going up and seeing the effects of what suicide does to your family mm. and seeing the father was one of the most heartbreaking things I've seen. I, bro- I broke down crying in front of the whole family. Um, and like, it was just hard not to kind of cry. It's the fact that so much, so many people around me, so many of my friends growing up, you see it, you see the family, see the devastation behind and, you know, I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Mm. Um, and uh, anybody who, you know, is feeling the effects of, mental health and uh, 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 thinking about anything like that reach out to whoever it is because people care listen see if a random reached out to me and said to me if you want reach out to me no problem they got out and they were saying this year and there you just got to tell people you care because you do you care about every human life mm-hmm. you don't care about like one or the other everybody's everybody's life matters and people don't People think that they're they're meaningless and nobody loves them, nobody cares about them, nobody's gonna miss them when they're gone or their problems are too big or, or, or anything like this. Speak to fucking people. Speak mm. to people. People care, people will be there to help always. Mm, yeah. And uh, uh, and what seems so big at the start, once you kind of look at it from someone else's eyes, it's not as big as what you think it no. is. And, and once you kind of tell someone you break it down, break it down, problem pr- problem shares, problem half, as yeah. they say. And you keep doing that and just, you know. Getting back to 
being around people who love people who care for you. And and everybody does. I mean, anybody's thinking about it, they care about you. You know what I mean? It's people care about each other. Mm, and that's the thing. What you said there, like, there is a devastation that's left behind. And that's from a personal experience. But, like, that's... People do need to realise, like, it does get better. Like, mm. the, you know what I mean? The sun's going to come up in the morning, that kind of thing. It's scary. Like, in Belfast, there's, there, there's kids as young as 10. Mm. 10 years of age. Like, I didn't fucking know what that was at 10 years of age. Yeah. It's, too, it's too common now. It's too too talked about now. And, like, I remember if I had it said, I, like, I got slapped in the head of it. Not, I wouldn't have said that, but I'm just saying, like, talk about suicide. I didn't know what it was at that age. Mm. Now kids are, oh, are taking their own lives at that age. And they're going, what the fuck is going on in the world? What is going on? Do you know that, what you said about Belfast having the highest suicide rate? Mm. There was a stat that during the 30 years on from the troubles, it's like more people have died from suicide than yep. in the conflict yep. itself. So you know what that is? That's, that's lasting effects from the troubles on the generation now and, and subconsciously and, and, and kind of through families. That feeds through, but you don't know it's feeding through. Yeah. You're feeding through through all that kind of fucking trauma. madness, trauma, yeah. which is which has been there, which has happened from the troubles. Mm. Uh, and that's what I think is probably one of the problems, you know, in the North, you know, it's, there's an awful lot going, going on and has went on over the last 30 odd years. And, you know, as, like the, since the Great Friday Agreement, more people have died. Mm. How? Why? A war was going on in Belfast and more people have died in suicide. That's a fucking pandemic, not, not, not COVID. That's the pandemic. It's, it's a mad one when you say it that way. Like, do you know what really caught me off guard at the time? Like, when you were like, oh, this is how I grew up. And then I'm seeing this on the telly and Afghanistan and it's a big thing. And you're like, oh, that's normal. Like, that's mm. like to me, I'm like, that's devastating what's happening over there. And you're like, oh, yeah, sure. I was, I that, up, was, like, that was growing up. And like, listen, I was fortunate enough not to see anybody getting shot or anything. But like, I've seen many rats. I've seen many, I've seen people getting hit with, I've seen a, a guy get hit with a petrol bomb. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was on fire. When I was a kid, at the rats and stuff, you know, it was all madness. But it was normal. It was, it was, it was, it was fun. You know, you were you were going there and having fun. This was like we were just we constantly going up and starting rats and I don't know what yeah. they were saying and stuff. And you look back at that and you go, "Fuck me, what was I playing at?" But like at that time, there was there was like you didn't know why you were doing it. Now people say Catholic present, but who the fuck knows what they are really? Yeah, nobody knows. Like instead, unless you're practicing, like yeah. nobody knows why you're present. Not that many would could tell you why they're present or why they're Catholic. Yeah, they couldn't. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like I, I, I tell you, most of them probably wouldn't be practicing anything they're doing. But yet they hate each other because they're both different religions. It's done. It's a he said, she said kind of thing. Um, or them and us and Yemens, and it kind of I think politically it's been always kind of against each other, and that's probably why it is like that. But the guy on the Shanker Road is the same as me on the Falls Road. You know what I mean? I'd probably have more in common with him than I would have one of the posh kids over there to see the mm. city you know what I mean yeah. so it's it's dumb uh, I don't understand it I'll never probably understand it but um, that's Belfast and do you think that's kind of built up like I don't know like a tolerance to certain things like so, like stuff that we'd find shocking you probably wouldn't and maybe that's what caused this kind of ripple effect that spilled out and people don't talk People don't express their emotion. Ah, people don't talk. People don't know. And that's all over the world. That's even here and, yeah, and everywhere. Like, yeah. that with mental health. we're getting better. Uh, Nowadays, people sit down, look us here and have to chat and say, listen, open up, talk mm -hmm. out. You know what I mean? Then it gets more normalised. Especially when it's come from a world champion boxer. Yeah, you know world what champion I mean? boxer grew up in the troubles of Belfast. This fella, and he's sitting there talking about it. Like, you yeah, know? do you know what I mean? Nah, it, needs, it needs to be talked about. It's not talked about enough. Um, I do a lot to promote them. I'm, I'm, I'm an ambassador for, for mental health in Belfast and... You know, 
it's just it's, it's devastating and, and, and talking is the main thing I mean talking bollocks if it is talking bollocks you talk mm. bollocks you know what I mean just talk away speak care for each other show each other love nobody shows love really no mm. more and, and no, social media has a big effect as well a, bit, a big effect because people shouldn't see in these lives no this guy James fucking Lamborghini or this guy look at him he's he's on a private jet or something or look at this yeah and they're all, they're all comparing mm. and it's fake life it's, people put it in social media it's not real life Including me, no, that's not my real life. I I grind every single fucking day. I train every day hard. When you see, what you see on social media is what I want you to see. But I don't I don't put anything up to go look at you for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like you get people who are going every day. You know they're probably in like a, a in a rent a car or doing something where you're going fuck me. That's unreal, isn't it? But it's not even nerds, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not like it's, not the, real, it's, it's, it's real, it's all it's all pretending. People will do so much stuff for social media, portray someone they're not. People, relationships that lot is all the same. People but pretend they're like in a, a loving relationship. They're probably sitting there on the phone with each other, beside each other, texting their mates or putting photos up of each other in a great holiday, and they're probably sitting there on their phones. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like exactly. enjoy life. And don't don't live life through social media, enjoy actual life. People people are living through a, a false reality there, and that's what it is. Yeah, but that's why I always say I always see the benefits of social media. But I think it's the younger generation who are suffering mm. with social media because it, they're all trying to compare with each other and they're all looking at this and that happening. Mm. Where we're on the ball, like mm. we've we've lived our lives, we've lived our lives without social media, without phones, yeah. and now we're at the age where we just know what's going on. Where the younger kids don't, and they yeah. see these rented cars and yeah. these holidays, and they're like, "Oh, that's the dream. That's where I need to be." And if they're not there at a certain age, it's a problem. It's not a problem. Just live your life. Like we don't have people reach out to us and say, "Look, oh, half this person on, half that person on." They don't. So well and me and Terrence sit down and look and you're like this person's faking it like you know what I mean what are they going to come on and talk about what like they what we're seeing on their social media isn't real and you we know not. what we have a real issue with is people who have fake followers yeah I can't get I you can't someone's page 20,000 followers why? And a thousand why, why? of them are real what, like, what, what do you gain out of having fake followers or buying followers do you know what I mean but that's 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 trying to impress people exactly I mean like like having loads of followers of just people can get sponsorship but the people who are going to give the sponsorship to them people know what's real and what's fake they so can check that Calvin 100% they can sit there and go why is all them accounts fake mm. like, why, like what's going yeah. on there why do you only get 20 likes and they have 1.7 yeah. million yeah. followers yeah. do you know what I mean mm, if we can sit down and do that surely companies can look and go it's a joke know? see I, I, so obviously I'm from West Belfast it's, it's one of the most poverty stricken places in Belfast and like I'm seeing kids trying about you know like putting up designer stuff and all you're going where the fuck is this kid getting the money from this is a working class area or, or poverty stricken area and what's going on here you know what I mean it's like they, they're trying to live up to something when they shouldn't be mm. just being themselves they need to be themselves and and, and too much people are, are, are going into their way like obviously spending probably too much money and doing this here and getting into the wrong the wrong situations and that's that's just trying to live a false life Exactly, and that's that's the thing with social media. It can lure kids into doing things in terms of selling drugs and things like that to keep up with a lifestyle mm-hmm. if they can't afford because we're all from working class areas. Yeah. We're all from... Yeah. None of us come up wealthy, no. if that's yeah. all right to say. But, like, where nowadays kids are... They feel like they have to have the kind of gills and the Montclair, Montclair or, or else it's, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it is leading kids down the wrong route. Yeah. Not every kid, but shit. No, nah, it, like, it happens. You see it, you see it happening. You can see it a mile off. Yeah. But it does happen. Yeah, exactly. This short day took a sharp turn towards the end, didn't it? We'll end on a low hard note. Me and you have something we need to clear up. 
you didn't buy me a pizza. <laughs> I'm, sick, I'm sick of hearing this because I'm only after win the fucking fight. You actually come up to the fights and you're you're walking and going, he should buy me a pizza. No, I didn't say that. Buy me a no, pizza. Never never I'm nearly <laughs> sure I did buy you a fucking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> we went up to the fight because because uh, Deco was fighting John O'Carroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, so it wasn't the same year. Sorry, oh, no. I'm glad I didn't buy. Let's, it. let's I'm be real. Glad I didn't buy it. Yeah, for the you pizza. didn't pay for his pizza. Shall we? It's all coming out <laughs> now. It's all coming out now, right? <sighs> so uh, we the nightclub finishes. We talked yeah. about Belfast. Everything closed at two o'clock. So uh, we go and get some to eat then. And the man's like, I'm closing up. I was like, there's a load of bollocks. And uh, you rock up then. And he's, next of all, everything's open back up. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, the oven's back. Everything back on. And your mate Harlem was there. Because I remember introducing myself and he's like, uh, oh yeah, I'm Harlem. What's your name? And I was like, your name is Harlem. I don't even want to tell you my name. Because <laughs> you're just going to disappoint you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you know who he is, don't you? Yeah, he's, yeah. Chris Eubanks' nephew. Yeah, I know, yeah. So I remember he saying on the podcast, and I was like, oh, Harlem be Beijing. But Harlem actually spoke about this story recently. On Twitter, you know? uh, So he, he spoke about it to me. I think we were in Belfast. Like, remember that time we were in Belfast here and we walked in, you yelled to get no place up and there's a guy. Yeah. And then I shared your story to him yeah. and he was laughing his balls. We were just talking about that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people text me like, do you know what, Mick Conlon's a gent fair plate and get you that pizza. I was like, you didn't get me the pizza. <laughs> but listen, I am a gent for getting the pizza place open for him to have a pizza. He was yeah. starving. You, you know could have I mean? paid for it as well. You worked a few ah, bit there. You know what I mean? Broke. Broke. <laughs> world champion. The only broke world champion I know. <laughs> but, uh, so, I owe you a pizza. Yeah, sound. Yeah. Just sort us out when you have it. Just revolute pizza. me that money when you have it. Whatever, What's the best know? pizza place down here? Like? Will we go for the pizza after this? No, nah, I can't. Me be I've got to lose. You have kids and all to go home. No, I've got to lose. You've got to lose. champion there. He's, he's con out man 34. Will we go for the pizza now straight away? You knew it was on him, look Yeah, fuck that. He left his wallet up in the gap. That's what happened, didn't he? Down the gap and power job. She went up the gap and power and milk job. But we'll get you a pizza. Well, I'll buy you a pizza, Mick. Yeah. Uh, if you win the next fight, yeah. So you bring your belt down Thank and I'll get you a 12 nah, inch. Nah, I prefer for him. Yeah. He, just, he just said when you said it, so I prefer. Right, well, that's it. We'll wrap up then. 39. Is it 39? I think so, yeah. Episode 39. Did, did, uh, wrapped up. Did he run a Marvin? Yeah. What? Heard, I ran a marathon, yeah. Heard, 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 no doubt. Yeah, here, without training. Right, put it to without the training. Ah. Right, why don't you do it, Marvin? Belfast Marvin is, is in October. Yeah, it's in it? a couple of weeks. Right, why don't do. you run it? Right, All right, so. right. right do the bet, boys. No, right hand. Come on, you don't say it. Right <laughs> hand, yeah. Sorry, sorry. What's what's on the line here? What do you want? If they do a marathon under 349.50. <laughs> that yeah. was it. Yeah. I, I run my half Marvin's in, was it an R5? An you're doing your bollocks. No, uh, you run a half marathon in 65 minutes. <laughs> Who do you think you're at? Jerry Redmond? <laughs> I do you are. You don't. Mate. You do, don't. I can do five. I can do 5K in 1636. Right. Right. I can do that a half by marathon. four. Yeah, Mate, and bear in mind, John Jordan slows yeah. down as well. Easy. You're talking. <laughs> Mate, you are talking bollocks. <laughs> he thinks he's more further here. <laughs> One second. I'll show him that. I'll show him that. Show me a Strava there. He's so oh, if, if he pulls it up, sixty-five minutes. He was in the Olympics for the wrong sport. <laughs> My quickest half marathon was an hour forty, and I done that during the marathon. 
Well, Jerry Power, Jerry Power has him a, a half marathon in one twenty nine. Yeah, and he's saying he's doing a twenty five minutes quicker. Well, he's a well, twenty four minutes quicker. We don't know. Nah, you're right. I wasn't. Awesome, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> what was Jared? My, no, my brother. Jared Jared. Edmund. Ah, his, his brother did it in an hour twenty nine. An hour twenty nine. What's yours? An hour twenty six. An well, hour twenty six. That is good going. That is good going. But you know that was that. I'll be honest. That was the morning I woke up. During the first fucking lockdown thing and says, what the fuck, I'll just run a half marathon today. Right, you have to double that though as well. That's, That's the thing. That's yeah, that doesn't mean you're going to do the next half in an hour 26. Like, you know, but even if it was an hour. the fittest people in the world. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, if you be my time, well, but you will pizza. Yeah, I'm full more. How much made is that? Fort, it's 26 points something. I used to climb or something. Yeah, we're, we're on the metric system, mate. Get rid of will you? <laughs> <laughs> 42.2k. Right. I'll say that'll be that. Yeah, the Belfast Marathon. When you see it has me... to be more than a pizza on the line after all this. <sighs> I'll buy you a pizza, you buy me a Rolex. That's fair. Nah, like, just, you're worth a few quid. I'll take the race to the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> 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 He's rich. <him. laughs> I guarantee he'll, he'll knock his phone off. <laughs> there won't be a word out of him the week of the Belfast Marathon. Let me get oh, lads, I'm in, I'm in training camp. Right, so yeah, how are you? Actually, we're going to have to put it back already because you know what? Last fight, I put my hamstring. Did and you? I yeah. tore my hamstring. What are you making excuses for? Nah, I tore my hamstring in the fifth round. That's an excuse. So, like, I can't, there's no way I could be able to run that yet. That's an excuse. Boys, give it, give it. You have to do a marathon before the end of the year. For the boys. Easy, mate. Uh, Mick, thanks for coming on, mate. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Absolute pleasure, pleasure, pal. Episode 39 wrapped up with the big Mick Philly, yeah? yeah. Mick, thanks for coming on, Thanks for coming on, pal. Johnny, take us out. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Light app. What you waiting for? What you fucking in? Just a little The hip knocker.